Good evening, Monsterinos, and welcome to Meet My Monsters! Okay, so hi everybody, I am back. And I'm really sorry that I was absent last week again, but nonetheless, I'm here now, so take it or leave it. <laughs> so this week, we've got yet another one of my little local beasties, and I'm super excited for this one because it is quite, it's quite scary, let's put it that way, but it's not terrifying. Um, quite scary, but not terrifying. <laughs> what a description. Um, but one of the main reasons that I'm so excited to do this episode is because I've heard this beast being talked about by other podcasts, um, other supernatural podcasts, and I've just had such a giggle at the way they pronounce its name. Because obviously as a South African, like, I know how to, and then as an international, other people don't really know, and then it, it, it leaves me in hysterics. <laughs> But nonetheless, let's jump straight into it, guys, and I will tell you shortly how other people pronounce this creature's name. Deep within the diamond-crusted caverns of the Wunderhut in Richtersfeld lives a monster so hideous that not even the gods could stand it. Within the chasms of this cave lurks the hybrid beast known to be both viciously animalistic with the cunnings and intelligence beyond any other creature of the earth. Whether you are a human or an elephant, we are all prey to the Grootslang. So yes, guys, today we're going to be doing the animal called, um, not the animal, the cryptid known as the Grootslang. And now as you can hear how I'm pronouncing it, Grootslang. <laughs> a lot of international people pronounce this creature's name as Grootslang, which I absolutely, it, it tickles me pink, I will say. <laughs> the Grootslang. I love it. But anyway, so um, the Grootslang is indigenous to South Africa, and I'm super excited to tell you about this beastie. So let's get into a bit of the history behind this creature. So the Grootslang originates from my hometown of South Africa, and specifically from the Nama tribe. Um, it can be found in northwest South Africa, and yeah, let's get straight into it. So in the Nama law, the Grootslang was created many, many millennia ago, and it is actually a primordial cryptid, because this creature was created at the same time as the Earth. So isn't that something? So this beastie was a first attempt made by the gods, and basically, in all of the, the legends that I've read, the gods kind of when you were creating creatures, and <laughs> as such, they just kind of whacked everything together and came up with the Grootslang. So the gods were... Okay, as I just said right now, the gods were still forming creatures and humans alike. And in the process, they decided to create the Grootslang. So now to translate that directly from Afrikaans to English, Grootslang means big snake. However, this thing is so much more. It's so, so much more than just a massive serpent. So let's get into what this thing looks like. So not only what it looks like, what it looks like, and a little bit about... You know, it's dangerous. So the Grootslang is estimated to be between 40 feet and 60 feet long. So I have heard both, but more commonly it's said to be about 40 feet long and 3 feet wide. Now the serpent can raise itself 
20 feet high, so basically half of its length, which is terrifying. Um, it's supposedly supposed to have a head that looks like an elephant, so an elephantine head, and it's said to have four tusks. So the body of this creature is a long serpent body, so basically it's a snake with an elephant head. Now the creature is gold in color with a metallic, shimmery, shiny kind of skin, um, and its veins are green. So what I can say about that is at least the Grootslam is very patriotic, you know, sporting the colors of the green and gold. <laughs> okay, so next what you need to know about this creature is that it is actually venomous. So I don't know, if it doesn't squish you by just slithering over you and it happens to bite you, you're going to die. Furthermore, it's been known to be able to kill you with just its breath. In my notes here, I've got killer breath. <laughs> I don't know, maybe it's so stanky that it knocks you out with one whiff. Who knows? Um, furthermore, the Grootslang is known to be insanely clever. So it's smarter than any man. So not only any creature, but it's smarter than people. It's also incredibly cunning. So, yeah, the bastard. Furthermore, it's really strong. So the gods kind of spared no expense when it comes to this creature. And further, furthermore, it covets gems. And we're going to come back to that later. So now that we know that this dude is a proper hideous beastie, let's get back to the gods. So um, basically the gods whacked together this creature and they put it together and they set it free. <laughs> However, in almost no time at all, the gods realized that they've actually made a monumental frack up completely and utterly. So the Grootslang was literally too destructive for its own good. So as such, the gods did like somewhat of a recall. <laughs> they recalled their cryptid based on its flaws that they found. And basically they sourced all of the Grootslange and decided to split them into two creatures. As such, we now have the snakes and the elephants of the world. However, the gods made one fatal flaw. They did not manage to rustle up all of the Grootslange. And now obviously... The creature is called the Grootslang, but I'm saying Grootslange because Slange is the plural of slung in Afrikaans. So the first ever created Grootslang managed to escape the god's search by taking refuge in the Wonderhut. So now the Wonderhut is a big cave and it literally means wonder hole. <laughs> so to this day, this is um, supposedly where one of, at least one of the remaining Grootslange decides to live. So other Grootslange have made their way into the Orange River and other large bodies of water within South Africa. Apparently some of the OG Grootslange even made their way to Benin in Western Africa. And how they did this, I don't know. <laughs> like maybe they had flyer miles or something because Benin is really far away. But nonetheless. Now we're going to discuss the Grootslange hunting methods. So you guys can just get thoroughly spooked out. So apparently, in the dead of the night, the Grootslange in the Wondergat will snake its way out of the hole and lure prey back in. So it basically eats anything that it comes across, but it has a particular taste for trespassers and elephants. So furthermore, this beastie is said to have um, a lust for torture. Isn't that nice to think of, a great elephantine snake thing torturing you? <laughs> so once it captures you, it won't just eat you basically. The one in the hole, anyways, as far as I understand. So rather it will capture you, 
and then make a game out of playing with your body as you get devoured piece by piece. Yay! So now in some legends, the Grutslang is actually also a shapeshifter and it has the ability to transform itself into a gorgeous maiden. So once transformed, the beauty will wait by the banks of the Orange River. So naturally any man passing by will take an interest in this gorgeous creature and this will unfortunately be to his imminent demise. So the lady will lure the men into the waters of the river and once both parties are there, she will crick <laughs> she will quickly drown her prey and enjoys dinner. So however, there is actually a way out. And remember I told you that these, these things have a taste for gems? Just remember that. So if you have been captured by a Grootslang, here are my top tips for surviving. So the creature, although being incredibly smart, has one major weakness. Gems. So anything shiny and the Grootslang is happy. However, the animal particularly likes diamonds. So, if you find yourself in a bind, you know, if you find yourself in the coils of a Grootslang and manage to have a few decently sized diamonds on your person, you're good to go. <laughs> so all you have to do is offer this creature the gems and you will be able to barter your way to freedom. If, however, you are like me and fail to travel with such things on your person, mainly due to the fact, you know, that you're poor and you don't have the, the means to buy diamonds and walk around with them. <laughs> you kind of shit out of luck. So sorry, friend. But anyways, let's get into the Grootslang in Western culture. So in 1917, possibly the most noted encounter of the Grootslang emerged in the Western world. An Oxford-based businessman named Peter Grayson was recently caught on Wehiwi, had recently caught wind of the diamond fields in southern Africa. Naturally, like any other prospector, Peter rounded up six of his associates and off they went, ready to make their fortune. Now, in his own words, Peter stated that, I am determined to return to England as a very rich man or a dead man. And I'm just, spoiler alert, he got one of his wishes. So within the first few nights, basically, okay, so of the seven who went, because remember it was Peter and six of his buddies, it wasn't good for any of them. So within the first few nights, apparently it, it was either within the first three or the first actual night, disaster struck the party. So they made camp and everyone's happy. And then a lion made its way into the men's camp. So basically this lion just wandered in and it killed one of the party while severely maiming another. A few days later, more disaster struck because another member of the party died and this was because he was bitten either by a really venomous snake or a spider. So there, there are many accounts of what it was. So, yeah. <laughs> Next up, we lose another team member. No, we don't lose him. Okay. Sorry, but another team member does actually become violently ill. The man then begged to return to civilization to be treated. And as such, the two remaining able-bodied team members escorted him back to the nearest village to seek medical attention. And then there was one. So, obviously, everyone had either died or become really, really ill or had been attacked by a lion, leaving only Grayson. So Grayson decided to venture on ahead with, his guides in, um, with all of his guides in tow. Soon, they arrived on the scene of the Wunderhut. <laughs> Every time I say that, I'm just like, ay, ay, ay. 
So the guides urged Grayson not to venture into the cave, like they thought that taking him there was enough. But never. <laughs> Grayson very quickly chose to ignore their warnings. So the British adventurer was like, okay, you know what, guys, I made it this far. There's apparently this hole with like thousands of diamonds in it, and I'm going to make my way in there and make my fortune and return to England as a rich man. So the British adventurer ventured deep into the cavernous hole, and this was the last time anyone would see him alive. So by nightfall, when Grayson had still not emerged, the guides chose to make their way back to camp. In the morning, they returned to the cave in hopes of finding Grayson. And they did find him, you know, but not as they suspected. <laughs> they found parts of him. So to their horror, upon their return, the guides found a half-eaten corpse of Peter Grayson at the mouth of the cave. They quickly attributed the kill to the Grootslang and made their way back toward the village. So they were like, no, nah, bro, I'm not sticking around to see this. And then they like, just ran away, which I would have done too. I mean, like, kudos to them. I find it quite ironic, though, that they attribute this to the Grootslang and not like some other wild creature like the lion that killed the first oak in the, in the party. Okay, guys, I'm back for take two. So basically, I had a little bit of a mishap with recording. Uh, it's so frustrating I was sitting in post and I was listening to everything and trying to like just kind of um, edit everything and then I heard my little dog who was sitting next to me he's making sounds again people I'm so sorry anyways Hero, shut up. so yeah so he was sitting making little slurpy sounds next to me and then that just kind of totally made its way into the recording so Yes, that's my life. For anyone who doesn't know, I've got two little Pomeranians. But yeah, guys, just just so you know, this is I deal with this every night because Hero, like um, the one that was making all the slurping sounds now, he sleeps by my head most nights. And then every night when I'm falling asleep, I have to just like lie next to this. <laughs> and it drives me berserk. But anyways, anyways, okay, so we talked about the Peter Grayson situation, um, now moving on. So apart from Peter Grayson, there aren't actually many other documented encounters of the Grootslang to note. However, there is one that I need to share, mainly because it just made me laugh. <laughs> so in 1920, another prospector made his way to the Orange River. Now this gentleman was named Fred C. Cornell. Now, uh, Cornell was actually a local, a South African local, and he was on his way to the Orange River to find his, you know, like his diamond fortune. So he was told by his guides that they should not make camp near the banks of the river one evening. So when asked why, one guide shared that they had chosen a very dangerous spot. For in the middle of the river was a huge rock where a very dangerous snake-like creature the Grootslang, inhabited. And obviously the camp spot that great not Grayson, sorry, that Cornell had chosen was directly opposite this massive rock in the river. So according to the guide, this creature was known to pick off livestock and um, the man feared for the party and their horses alike. However, Cornell was a typical male <laughs> and decided to stay the night and attempt to hunt the creature in the morning. So when they awoke, the party saw the huge rock in the middle of the river, just as the guide had described. 
I will now read an excerpt from Cornell's memoirs describing the hunt. In the morning, we found that the river here was long, wide, still, and apparently very deep stretch of water, and that a big rock rose from the center, as the guides had said. It appeared to be of granite and was riven in half by a big cleft. The steep mud banks of the river should have shown a trace of anything coming up from the water, but we found no spoor. So we made up some dynamite cartridge and fuse with detonator and flung them out as far as we could and stood by with the arsenal handy in case the Grootslang was at home and objected. The dynamite, the dynamite, the dynamite made a big upheaval, but no snake materialized. Only a few small springers and barbel flapped around on the muddy water. Then I saw something move in the crack in the rock and let drive with my rifle. I was in a hurry and I heard my bullet hit the landscape somewhere in the German territory. But Ranson had seen that movement too and was emptying his magazine into a crack without undue loss of time. When we'd finished, the very flustered and indignant old wild duck squatted out of the crack and went away unhurt and quacking most derisively. <laughs> no luck again without big game shooting. So basically this guy just kind of took all of his dynamite, chucked it in the middle of a river and pissed off a duck. <laughs> and that just kind of gets me every time. Oh, I love it. But anyways, so now we get on to the possible explanations of the Grootslang. And in all honesty, guys, there's actually none. <laughs> People in South Africa have taken this creature for what it is. They're just like, okay, cool, it's an elephant-headed giant snake. So I've come up with a few possible explanations of my own. So first up, I'm going to give you the suggestion of the Titanoboa. So the Titanoboa is the largest ever fossilized snake to be found. And this guy kind of fits the length of the Grootslang absolutely perfectly. So the Titanoboa was suspected to reach lengths of up to 42 feet. However, this creature was estimated to have lived between 66 to 56 million years ago. So furthermore, the reason why the Titanoboa theory is a little bit sketchy is the fact that the Titanoboa has only been found in Colombia to date. So that kind of rules that guy out. Okay, the next suggestion I've got is the Gomphothea. So now I bet you're thinking that you didn't know this because, you know, I was, I was today years old. Yay! <laughs> when I found out that not too long ago, we roamed the earth alongside a four-tusked elephant relative. So the Gomphothea was a four-tusked elephant-like creature with the closest fossil being only 10,000 years old. So, however, there are a few issues with this beastie being the... I want to say the Titanoboa, but it's not being the Grootslang. So, firstly, the Gomphothea is about the size of an African elephant today. So, that's nowhere near the size of the Grootslang. Next up, the Gomphothea, for all intents and purposes, had limbs. <laughs> and apparently, the Grootslang in South Africa didn't. So, the one in Benin, um, the Benin version of the Grootslang, had an elephant body and serpent-like tail, but we're not in Benin. We're in South Africa, so where? Next up, the bloody creature known as the Gomphothea was also only found once again in South America. So if the Grootslang tail was set in South, South America, you know, we would have been golden. 
but it's not. It's set here in South Africa. <laughs> so another thing that I heard that just kind of like was food for thought for me and a good maybe is that, you know, the, the uh, Grootslang has a very few like similar traits to a dragon. It's big, it's serpentine, you know, it's deadly, it's got deadly breath, just saying, putting that out there. And it covets gold, so very much like Smaug, you know, this thing is obsessed with gold and riches. So maybe the Grootslang is like the OG dragon of the world. <laughs> Doesn't breathe fire, but it's got an elephant head, so yee, there you go. Now we get to the part of the story, which is, what does Abby think this beastie is? So first off, let me start by just um, speaking about the cave, the Wonderhut cave. And guys, this place actually exists. And it looks terrifically horrifying, to put it lightly. So the hole of the cave, the entrance of the cave is about 4.5 meters wide. And it's just got an, an initial straight drop down of 20 meters. So the tunnel then goes much further down at a bit of an angle. And it's said to reach the ocean which to me is absolute hokum because <laughs> that's 40 miles away from the entrance of the cave. So unless this cave is absolutely gigantic, you know, but I don't know, who am I to say? Maybe it does reach the ocean. I know for, I'm sure, not going to go down there and look, you know, attributed mainly to claustrophobic tendencies, but nonetheless. So anyways, if you had to come across this, this hole, in the ground, the cave, the Wunderhut. It actually looks like a massive snake hole. So it's just terrifying. So furthermore, there have actually been local tales of the beast being sighted recently. So not in the 1920s and back then. Um, there's stories of people describing massive snakes of up to 50 feet long, and these are still emerging to this day. So, you know, maybe it's a massive python that's just wandering around there. Who knows? And guys, yeah, the Wonderhut, like I said, it looks like a huge snake hole. It looks like something's going to emerge from there and just eat you. So I'm going to take a stab at this, and I'm going to say that this creature is perhaps an ancient hooded snake that's decided to stick around for long enough for people to spot it and make stories about it. Because in all honesty, I don't know what else it could be. <laughs> and the reason I'm saying it could be a hooded snake is to, you know, tribute for the elephant-like qualities so it's got the elephant ears um i do know that we've got a horned adder in africa but that's northern africa and also that guy's quite small it's only a couple of centimeters i think like 60 centimeters long but anyways maybe it's a horned snake maybe it's a hooded snake maybe it really is a half elephant half snake thing who knows i don't so yee. that was the grootslang everybody a little cryptid from my backyard but yeah, guys, if you want to get in touch with me during the week, as always, you can find me on Instagram, which is meet underscore my underscore monsters. You can hit me up on Twitter, which is meet monsters. You can send me a Gmail, which is meetmymonsterspoddy at gmail.com. Or you can check out my site, which is meetmymonsters.com. But as always, have a great week, guys, and I'll see you later. So bye. bye.